0: Blog Talk Radio.
2: Good evening. This is Peggy Amanisi, and you've reached my show, Signs Your Loved One Send Us, and we're located in Westchester County, New York, and uh, happy Tuesday. I usually do the show with my co-host, Melissa, but she's under the weather tonight, so it'll just be myself and my very special guests. Um, I want to welcome tonight a woman who is an author, and her name is Josie Varga. She's a relentless, I'm sorry, advocate and popular motivational speaker for teaching others to overcome life's many challenges. Despite being born with cerebral palsy, she prefers to live her life focusing on the positive, knowing that it's not all what happens to you that matters, but how you choose to respond. She is also, like I said, a best-selling author. Her latest book is Divine Visits, highlights the true, angelic, and divine encounters from around the world, including her own. She's also the author of Visits to Heaven, Make Up Your Mind to Be Happy, Visits to Heaven, and Footprints in the Sand, a disabled woman's inspiring journey to happiness. Besides being a former communications consultant, she's also served as a director of communications and editor for a trade association. As a, spe- a speaker and blogger, Josie also helps the bereaved by sharing her messages that life never ends and love never dies, just like I tell you. She has several other book projects in the works and is also in the midst of working on a pilot for television. Based um, on a book on her book "Visits from Heaven," she has a popular group on Facebook uh, based on "Visits from Heaven," which allows people to share their spiritual experiences and know that they are not alone. Another group, "Positive Thoughts," provides a forum to members to share positive affirmations, uh, quotes, and pictures. A-, a creative thinker, Josie is the holder of two patents. Her books are available online or wherever uh books were sold for more information about the author please visit her web- website at www.josievarga.com or her blog page at http sorry forgot to uh <laughs> fix my mouth tonight <laughs> anyhow com well, enough uh, with the bio, we're going to get to meet her, and I'm very excited to have uh, Josie on my show, so I'm going to bring her on now, um, we're going to talk for a bit, and maybe if, if we have some time, some questions um, from our listeners, hold on, please. Hi, Josie. Hi,
0: Peggy, how are you?
2: Good, how are you doing? Good, 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 I'm
0: good,
2: good, good, thank you. Yeah, you, hear me um, okay? you know... I'm, Oh, I hear you fine. I hear you fine. Actually, uh, a couple weeks back when I had uh, Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, on, and I forgot who the other one was, I had some technical difficulties, but I think we've worked it out on the show now. Uh, Let me know if you can hear me. Yeah,
3: because when I dial in, I didn't hear anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh,
2: yeah, you know know why? Because when you dial in, you're on mute until I, I bring you on. That's what it is. Okay. But, uh, okay. uh, yeah, there's no more problems. I, I no longer Skype my own show because that's where it seems where my problems are. So I don't know <laughs> what the will ever work I'm out. But if you Skype me, you, you sound fine. So, Josie, I, I want to welcome you. I'm very excited to have you on the show. Oh,
1: um, thanks for having me. You know,
2: no, anytime, anytime. You're always welcome. You and I met through Facebook um, and and your site, of course. And I love the site. And, uh, you know, Thank my you. story, I'm a grieving parent of two and lost many others. And, of course, mm-hmm. all this work fascinates me. Also, I'm an intuitive medium. And came out of my mm-hmm. show finally after 60 years last uh, last year. But, anyhow, I want to hear about you in your own words. Uh, there's no special format here. Oh, let's talk about how this all began. I want to hear, you know, if you want to give us as much as you can. What, what from the from the time you were little and being born with cerebral palsy, and let us know about you. Oh boy! Uh,
3: all right. Uh, well, you know, Peggy, people always ask me, you know, how did it start, and did you always believe in the afterlife? Um, the fact is, I was, you know, always religious. Always believed in God. And, yes, I always believed in the idea of heaven and the idea that life doesn't end. However, um, not the way that I believe now, okay? Um, What happened was uh, my husband has a friend who died in the World Trade Center attacks of Um, 9-11. What is amazing to me is his name is Rich Lee, by the way, and I had never met Rich, okay? I only saw pictures of him. And one night, uh, my first book came out. It's about uh, my struggle with cerebral palsy. It's called Footprints in the Sand. And in the back of the book, uh, I have an epilogue that I devoted. So
0: Mm
3: -hmm. on this particular night, I had a dream, uh, which I now know is an out-of-body experience. But I saw myself, Peggy, going down this long hallway. And I get to the end of the hallway. And I go into this room on the right. And I see desks and windows everywhere. And all of a sudden, Uh I see Rich. Okay? Wow. And he looked at me and he said, Josie, thank you for mentioning me in your book. Now, when I say, he said that to me, it was all telepathic. It was all mind-to-mind communication. And I, I said to him, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but I looked at him and I said, Rich, you have to prove to me that this is really you, right? Now, w- with that, he picks up a phone, and it was like one of those flip cell phones. Okay, and right. on the phone was a picture of him, his wife, and his son. He was like standing behind his wife and son in his picture. He shows it to wow. Peggy, and he says, "Boston is okay. Okay, not really. I remember feeling at that point. What? You know, why are you telling me? <laughs> he Boston just gave is me goosebumps. Okay? What?
2: You just gave me I, goosebumps when you said that. Yeah, well, I,
3: you know, the funny thing is, I understood at that moment that that was a message that I had to get to his wife. However, right, I didn't, I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what he meant. And it's okay, and I, and I think there was a reason for that. So suddenly, I see myself kind of going through a window, and I'm, I'm on the street. And I look up. And I see him in the back of what looked like a pickup truck behind his wife Uh and son, okay? He looks at me and says, okay, Josie, go. You know, give her the message. It kind of pushes me forward. And when he did that, Peggy, I woke up panting out of breath in a sitting position, feeling like something hit me in my chest.
2: Okay. How long was it since he passed? Did he just pass when this um, dream visit happened or...?
3: No, uh, it was in two thousand three. So it was, oh, he, oh. It was uh, two years after 9-11. Oh, so, right,
2: right. I'm um, sorry. I'm I'm sorry.
3: Yeah. So what happened was, I uh, woke up, panicked, you know, and mm-hmm. called my husband, who was already at work, and I said, "John, his name is John." I said, "John, you have to tell which is wife." That Boston is okay. I just had this dream. You know, I'm I'm going a mile a minute. I'm telling him what happened. And what do you think his reaction is, Peggy?
2: Um, Take his, some medication and get to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Exactly>. <laughs> as soon
2: as possible. No, yeah, that would be most exactly. people's reactions. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm a jokester. I have to keep laughing. I'm sorry. What was his reaction, Josie? I'm sorry. So his
3: reaction was, You're crazy. I'm not going to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. You know, So we we compromised, okay? He was friends with Richard's sister-in-law. They worked in the same field. And I said to him, listen, I'll send you an email describing what happened. You send it to Richard's sister-in-law. If she feels it's appropriate, she can send it to Mm -hmm. her sister. Okay? right. So I do that. My husband forwards the email to Richard's sister-in-law, but he told me the minute he hit send, he wanted to Mm -hmm. retrieve it. He wanted to retract it back, you know? Um, well, anyway, he sends the email. We don't hear anything for the next two weeks. So he's thinking in his mind, oh, my God, she thinks I'm crazy. Oh, my God, I shouldn't have done it. But I don't feel that way at all because I knew that what I was experienced real. was real. I knew yeah. that I had to get that message for her. So I felt, okay, I'm off the hook. I gave her the message, you know. Well, we're on vacation. We're at the Jersey Shore. We're on vacation, and my husband gets a message on his blackbird. Basically, now remember, I never met Rich. I never met his wife. I don't know anything about the family, okay?
0: Right. Rich's
3: Rich's, uh, wife has a brother in Boston. At the time, Mm -hmm. she was considering selling her home and moving to Boston. But she felt guilty wow. because she purchased the house before her husband passed. So when he told me Boston is okay, he meant it's uh-huh. okay, you can sell the house. You can move to Boston. I'm okay with it.
2: Okay? Wow. A validation. So I, so,
3: cause, could you just imagine? So we get this message on his Blackberry. He reads it, and at first we both don't get it. You know? Uh-huh. Then he reads it again, and we both go, <gasps> you know, and, wow. it, it finally... It finally hit us. What what just happened? You know.
0: Right. Um Well, right.
3: I tell you what. When it first <clears throat> happened, it's not like I ran out to the balcony and screamed, "Hey, everybody! You know, right there, yeah, i never <laughs> Oh you
2: know? wow. I didn't right. do
3: that at first. I was. Um, yeah, we well, all I, are. Know, are. You know.
2: Yep.
3: Yeah, I didn't know what to do. So, uh, basically, when you have an experience like this, as you know. It's like yeah. an epiphany, you know. It it changes who you are from the inside mm-hmm. out. So you can't go back to the person you were, even if you wanted to. So it right. it's just changed me. And I, I realized that I had to do something. And I started mm-hmm. to research the phenomenon. And that's how Visits from Heaven came about. Um, I oh, started wow. researching different stories from around the world. But Mm -hmm. the difference with Visits from Heaven, like in my case, Peggy, okay, it Mm -hmm. it was evidential because I had no idea that she had a brother in Boston and was considering moving to Boston. So when I received that message, you know, it was validating. So Mm -hmm. that's what I set out to do in my book, Visits from Heaven. Every single account in the book is evidential. Every single account is backed up by some sort of proof. Uh, right,
2: right. I don't know how you know. familiar are with like some of my. I have some of my sites and some pages and whatever. But you know how a lot of people um, get uh, uh, orbs and pictures, and and a mm-hmm. lot of people do. I get actual faces of my, especially my late son who passed three and a half years ago. So talk about evidence, you know. And I tell people I've got three more books coming out myself, and the the one the third one actually is is. is the most powerful of all of all the signs since my son passed, and stories of our life and what have you. But everyone talk about evidential. <clears throat> every you know, 90, I would say ninety nine percent of the time when things have happened to me, I've always mm-hmm. had somebody else to, to tell people. You know, because people do look at us like we're nuts or like new age or whatever. <laughs> you
3: know. Whatever,
2: yeah. I'm the first <laughs> thing from it. I don't, you know I tell people, no Whoopi Goldberg hearing ghost, okay? Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
3: it, exactly, yeah.
2: I don't um, sit here with the crystal balls and whatever. And the God, ge- God gives us messages for a reason. He He, he chooses us, you know. Well, let, let me put um, it this
3: way, uh, you know, did I mm-hmm. did I want this to happen to me? Um, no. Am I happy that this happened to me? Do I know that it happened for a reason? Yes. Uh, yep. You know, I'm I'm I have the opportunity to help people, and uh, right, and that's right. what I'm doing. You know, uh, I'm sharing the message that love never dies, and uh, the countless letters that I get. I mean, it's it's all worthwhile. You know, it, oh it, yeah, it really oh is. yeah,
2: and you and you and represent you... people also with disabilities. I mean, here you you were right. born with with a, and uh, you can you're showing people that you can. Um, you can do anything. You have CP. I have MS. I have multiple sclerosis since I was nine. And ah. people look at me and, like, how do you do it? It's just, I do it. You just, you don't think about it. You don't you think feel about that it. same you go way. Regardless, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there's so you many know, people that are well-bodied that just don't – they just go about their life la-di-da, you know, and and, and give very little to others. And uh, that's one of the things I stress on the show, too. No matter – with like your limitations, my limitations, I don't even look at them as limitations. No, I look at them no, as – And you
3: know what? Yeah, but to mm-hmm. me, like I was born with cerebral palsy, and at the time, growing up in a wheelchair and, and having leg braces on and having to learn how to walk and all that – at that right. time, I hated myself. I didn't want to look mm-hmm. at that little girl in the mirror, you know? It was tough uh growing up. But yep. now looking back, I realize that there's a reason for everything that I experienced. If I did yes. not, you know, if I wasn't born with cerebral palsy, if I didn't have a lot of a human loss, or if I didn't have melanoma, I also was uh diagnosed with melanoma. All these things happened to me. I would not be able to help people the way that I am, you mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason, and it is a matter of how you think of things you know and ironically you you talk about how I have a disability, okay, for me, mm-hmm. it's tougher growing up with hearing loss, okay um I have bilateral hearing loss because it's not even if you look at me, if I walk down the street you might say, oh, boy, that girl, that girl must have fell or her leg must hurt because she yep. had a little bit of a limp, you know? That's what people say. Mm-hmm. Strangers come up to me and say, oh, what happened? Did you fall down? And I'll say, why? And they'll say, oh, because you're limping. And right. I'll, be, I'll be like, oh, well, yeah, okay, you know, I don't want to go into the whole spear about how I was born with cerebral palsy. But it's also the same thing. I call it my silent disability, the hearing loss. When I go to a mm-hmm. restaurant and I ask the waiter to repeat something, Peggy, and he repeats it, yeah. and then I don't get it the second time.
0: <laughs> right. So all I'm embarrassed. The- you know? <laughs> I'm
3: embarrassed to say, hey, I didn't get it. Can you say it again? So then I order whatever, not knowing what I ordered, you know? Uh, right. But it, yeah, but my point is, though, ironically, um, I'm able to hear spirit, I'm very audience.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. right? and
3: when I when I hear messages in my head, it's clear as anything. But yet I'm not right. prepared in real life. But when I get a message from spirit, it's clear. I don't I don't have any doubt at all as to what I'm hearing. You know what I mean?
2: No. When did that happen with you? Did that happen after your dream visit with Richard, or had you uh, felt that you had this prior to that? You know, when you were younger. Um,
3: i I tell you what, I've had experiences when i when I was younger, but nothing like this um It's definitely um stronger now to give you an mm-hmm. example um before this even happened, okay, I right. did not conceive me and my husband I had a hard time having a baby, and I ended up having a miscarriage, and then I had two two false positives, which means you're pregnant, but the egg doesn't attach to. The uterus, okay? So you end up losing the baby. So that was three babies I ended up losing. Well, then when I finally got pregnant uh, with my daughter, Erica,
1: I received Uh a
3: phone call from my OBGYN, and he said to me, Oh, my God, I'm so sorry, but the test revealed that the baby has Down syndrome. Okay? Really? Well, I was absolutely devastated. Because even wow. though uh, cerebral palsy is not hereditary, mm-hmm. st- I still blame myself. You know, I'm still thinking, oh, my God, this is my part. This is my part because I have cerebral palsy. You know, I caused this, and all this has gone through my head. Well, then right, I had no, to you- have an amyocentesis, you know. Well, that night, mm-hmm. Peggy, I got on my hands and knees. I got on my hands and knees, and I prayed mm-hmm. to my grandmother, who is deceased. I believe in praying. To our loved ones on the other side, because they are more help to us from the other side than they ever were here. And yes, I tell you, I tell you why. So I get on my hands and knees. I pray to my grandmother. That night, I have a dream. Uh, my grandmother lived in a uh, older two-family house, and she lived on the second floor. It was about mm-hmm. ten steps that led up to the second floor. So right. in the dream, I I walk into the foyer, and I look up. And I see my grandmother. My grandmother is holding a baby girl. Now, how I knew it was a baby girl, I don't know. But I, I knew it was a baby girl. And she looked right. at me and and she said, things going to be okay. Wow. And that was that. The next day, I get a phone call from my OBGYN. He said the results of the amnio came in. The baby's completely healthy. My really? Daughter is com- yep. My daughter is completely healthy. No, he, nothing. Um, well, let me so, let me ask
2: you a question. Prior to that, what what led him to believe that your your Erica that was Erica, right? That yeah. Erica had the um, Down syndrome. What led him to because believe that? Because
3: it's not the uh, not the MEO. It's called the AFP test. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I was a nurse.
2: I was a nurse. I did, I had my own nursing business for 25 years, so.
3: Okay. Well, you're familiar with the AFP test. It's not, uh, you know. It's not an exact. Accurate, right, uh, right. But they would, yeah, but they would give it to you anyway. Well, the results mm-hmm. of that test came back. You know, they were sure 100% that the baby had Down syndrome, you know. Wow. So like I said, I, I was totally devastated. And then I had mm-hmm. the AMEO afterwards, and the AMEO came back. Perfectly healthy. So I don't know how to explain that.
2: <laughs> well, you know, um, I had, uh, Josie, I had something similar happen to me. Um, I, you, I, I don't know if you know, my two children, Megan and Mark, that passed cystic fibrosis. It's genetic. There were no tests. I didn't in know that, My no. it was seventy-three. Yeah, it's genetic. I had my oldest and youngest. I have two without it, two with it. You know, I've explained. Uh, I did a show about it. You know, to explain the odds and what have you. Well, mm-hmm. my daughter was diagnosed at three. A quick story: I had two children at that point, Megan and Donnie, my oldest son, who is now thirty-nine. Of course, once she showed positive and that she had the disease, he had to be tested. It was right before Easter, and talk about prayer. It's in my it's in my book, Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. This story, also. Um mm-hmm told me, I took my son for the test, and he showed, he was leaning toward positive uh, results for him having it also. So we went home. They said they wanted to retest him to be sure. I went home. It was Good Friday. A friend of mine showed up at her uncle's across the street. She was born again. She wanted to pray with me. I've always believed in the power of prayer. My dad worked for the Episcopal Church for 50 years Right. and taught me that, and we prayed together. That was a synchronicity there with us, and I went back the next week, and his test was totally negative. He did not have cystic fibrosis. Wow. So two more children were born after that. The third one was born. He did not have it. The fourth one, he did have it, and both my children were powerhouses. They taught the world so much, and uh, I, I believe there's a reason for everyone um, a purpose for everyone's life, you know. Whether you have CP or MS or CF, we all have Absolutely. purpose here. Yeah, people say to me, "Why did you have more knowing it could happen again?" You know, because I gave what God gave me. You know, and and it, everybody has the right to make that decision. And I would have not a trade, not traded one day of their lives. You know, I mean, I didn't want them to suffer but they lived fun and you know they had fun at times they 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 had health at times but uh you know what I try to tell people we all go through sickness in life we all eventually die so there is purpose for every one of us so that's what I try to convey to my audience my friends my family that we all have purpose here and obviously you and I have a big purpose to teach people about CP and MS and CF like I said and uh that's one of our purposes here, you know. Well, so what that's, they I just say wanna... is,
3: yeah, they say the people who are coming to the world with a disability are here to teach others compassion. Um, yeah. You know, uh, is that true? I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I Like I said, if, if I could change anything about my life, I wouldn't. Because uh-huh. if you change, okay, think about your life, Peggy. Okay, if uh-huh. you change your past, then you wouldn't be... Peggy, today, you know, you wouldn't be right. the person you are today. So, so yes, it, I, I agree with you 100%. There is a reason. There is a purpose. You know, God didn't yep. say, okay, okay, I'm going to send Josie Varga down there for no reason.
2: You know, right, do that. right. It, well, you know, don't they don't say, Josie, that, um, so that we all we pick our we we pick our plan to come here to learn our lessons i've always taught people and i believe since i was a kid we we come here to teach we come here we to do. learn we are in school you know we get a piece mm-hmm. of heaven here we get a piece of hell here you know the the bad times are hell the good times are heaven the beauty and what have you and um I I mean, of course, I didn't want to lose my children, and it was quite a struggle. With cystic fibrosis, a horrific, horrific illness. Very, it was horrible,
3: horrible. I can't imagine how hard that was on you. Yeah, I can't imagine.
2: And and on top of it, my son and my husband—we were separated. My husband, but I ended up taking care of him. We were married for almost forty years. Uh, We never divorced, and. I was taking care of both of them at the same time, my husband dying from Agent Orange Diabetes, which he he got when he was in Vietnam, and uh, he ended up dying nine months before my son. So here I was, a woman with MS, care of someone with cystic fibrosis and someone with this, this terrible form of diabetes. And it was tough, and people, look, how do you do it? They, I don't know. It was only by the grace of God that he got me through it. It was so difficult, you know. I had at one point at the end, I had them both in Presbyterian in the city, and you being a Jersey girl uh, no, about well, Presbyterian right over GW Bridge. And I had them, they were in two different hospitals of Presbyterian, three miles apart, both in ICU at the same time. Here I am little oh walker. I, I don't walk well going from one ICU unit to the other ICU unit. I had to grab a cab. It was insanity, which I write about in this next uh, book, my Racing Hunters in Heaven book. I my poetry book is coming out in about a couple weeks. But... Uh, my book after that one is so I'm not saying complicated. It just took forever to write because there's so much involved in that one. But it talks about the 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 the, the, the truth story. No, not that it, none of it's true. The, the the truth. People, you know, I would call them on the phone while well, I'm at the hospital with them both. You know, well. They're going to hear all the dirty details because it was, I, I don't know how I did it, you know. I And being, I don't, you know, you having CP, you know, there's difficult walking. I, I have a really, really hard time walking with my MS. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: It's not, you know, I have your remitting, but it's probably gone into some progressive uh, MS at this point. So I do well, have you know, a difficult but you time. you know you don't really have a
3: choice. I mean, you, I, well, you, you, know, you do. I do have work? two, th- yeah, I have two yep. children. So I have to take care of my children, and Mm -hmm. there are days where I have a hard time getting up the steps, um, you know, because of the pain in my legs and everything else. But you know what? There is is so much positive in my life, and and that's what I focus on every day because what I tell people is you get back what you focus on in life
2: exactly, you know, exactly.
3: And and I and I choose to focus on all the good in my life. I have, you know, I'm blessed in so many mm-hmm. ways. And like I said, if I could take away the cerebral palsy or the hearing loss or the, you know, melanoma and all the other things that happened to me, right. I wouldn't.
2: Right. Exactly, because it makes you who you are. And I, I try to tell people that, too. It's like... You know, I get a lot of times when I'm out in public, the puppy dog glances, you know, looking at me with a walker and and knowing that I've lost mm-hmm. many, including two of my children. And I look at them and I smile and they look at me. They either think I'm totally going off the deep end, because <laughs> the, which most of them do, um, but or they're like, how do you do it? I said, you have two choices, like I told you. You live or you die, you know? And I choose mm-hmm. to live, and I use I try to focus on positive things. It's difficult at times. You know, we're human. But I know right. that heaven is real. I know that my children and my husband and my brother and sister and parents and my two nephews are all fine. Um, We're the ones suffering here, if you want to call about physical pain, and they don't have that there. I've also had uh, one, I have to say, very recently, a couple months ago, I went there. Like you, I went to the other side. I saw what it looked like. I questioned it at first. Uh, I had my first dream visit with both my children in it. And the next night, Um, uh, I did a show with Asking Angels, Christine Dominiak. I'm sure you're familiar with her, and Sonny Wells. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And through that whole show trying to read other people, my son was trying to come through every reading. We had to stop the readings. I ended up breaking down on my own show and crying because it just proved to me that that visit, my dream visit like yours with Richard, was real. Uh, right. I talked to both children They look fantastic Heaven was beautiful And I haven't shared this I, I don't think people realize I actually asked what do, you, what do you call it? Astroplane? I'm not good on the words Sometimes He gets screwed up with the yeah. MS, uh-huh. a astro, I My soul left my body And I went to the other side I, I got a glimpse of heaven I was like in a park It was beautiful and I was there. There's no doubt in my mind. I remember every detail of it. And um, you know, some people hear me and say, "Oh, she's crazy." Well, you know what? <laughs> Too bad. Think what you want. You know, I know it's real. You know it's real. All my other right. authors that have on my the uh, the other mediums that have come to my show. We know it's real, and we're here to teach you. It is. You know, I have a part in well, my you know, own testimony. You...
3: Yeah. Yep, At first, I was kind of afraid to come out. And uh, talk about what happened to me, but my sister-in-law. I was telling my sister-in-law, and she said to me, "You realize, Josie, that you've been given a gift." And that kind of right. like hit. That uh, hit me like a, you know, like a ton of bricks. It just it hit me, yep. and I said to myself, "Oh my God!" You know, she's right. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, it really doesn't matter um, who believes, who doesn't believe, because I I know what happened. I know what's real. You know, right. I know it was real. Uh, so mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter. And, and you know what really cracks me up is right. if I, when I say to people, okay, well, if you don't believe it, that's fine. You have a right to believe whatever you want. But how do right. you explain that? How do you explain him saying Boston is okay when I didn't mm-hmm. even know about Boston? How do you explain that? And I always get well, that I don't know.
2: I agree with you, and that's where the super validations like me posting pictures, I can tell people whatever I want to tell them, but when I start posting pictures of, uh, for instance, oh gosh, about two months ago, um, this a picture appeared of this little girl because I'm very involved with other uh, parents. I counsel other parents that have children with CF and, of course, that have lost children with CF. And this picture appears from the group, little girl I didn't know, her Little, her name was Kate, lived in Ireland. In the picture, there's a boy laying in her hospital bed. This is prior to her death, obviously, because she was one of her exacerbations where she was getting ready to go home. And the boy was a, um, I forgot what the name they call it. It, it looked identical to my son. <laughs> there's a whole story behind that that's going to be in my book, and I posted it on Facebook also. My son's face, why would my son appear in this girl's bed? And his friends, when they see it on Facebook, go, oh, isn't it nice how Mark befriended that little girl with CF? I said, this girl just passed. That picture was taken not long ago. Mark's been gone three years, and she lives in Ireland. They were flabbergasted. They were floored. They're like, what? That looks identical. Even the way he laid in bed, you know, because many visited at the hospital. So, you know, we – Try to give them proof, like your validation with the Boston thing, like my pictures. Uh, I even had an mm-hmm. I have an audio of one of my shows where my son came through, and I just did a little movie about that, I posted, where he comes through, and you can hear him go ma. And if you knew him, it was his voice through my show. So I mean, you can't yeah, well, make C, this thing so chop. Yeah, they communicate, <laughs> <you know. laughs>
3: Yeah, but they communicate Peggy in ways that they know we're going to get it in ways that they know we're going to understand it. Do you know what exactly. I'm saying? Like exactly. I, I get a lot of messages for other people. Um I'll, I'll give right. an example. I mean, there's a there's a woman in my book and her huh? daughter came. one day I'm folding clothes in my room and I heard
0: mm-hmm.
3: Call my Mom and I went, Call my mom and all of a sudden, I knew, I knew it was Misty Angel. It's a, a story in my book. The girl's name is Angel. And mm-hmm. I called the mother up, and I said, uh, I, I don't know why I'm calling you, but I heard your daughter tell me, call my mom. Like, intuitively, I heard I you heard right. call my mom, and intuitively, I knew it was her. Right. But when I called her mom, guess what? It was right. her mother's birthday.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah,
3: it was her mother's birthday. So, again, um, it's been a long road for me. See, the difference is you, you have to trust what you're given, and that is so mm-hmm. hard, you know? Because even right. for me, I'll, I'll get a sign or I'll get a message and I'll say, oh, you know, is it just worse for thinking? You know, mm-hmm. am I am I imagining this? Even even mm-hmm. though I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is, uh, you real. know, life after death and all that, there's still that mm-hmm. part of me uh, that thinks, well, maybe I'm imagining it. It's only human. You know, it's it's our ego. I,
2: every time I read somebody, I swear to you, I give people all over the world readings, okay, and I question, and I'm like, why is it? And like you, you, you I can't explain how I get the messages. They just, like, flow through me, channel, but I don't, like, speak like them or whatever. They channel me. And they just pop mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I did it a couple hours ago. A friend of mine wanted to connect with her father. I did a private thing with her, and I said, uh, "Did he ever have a Cadillac?" And he likes to get. And she goes, "Oh my God, yes. That's all I need to know. Thanks, Peg. You know, <laughs> I know he's around me. You know, and especially people I don't know. I, people calling cold calls. I don't know them." And I get messages like their dog's name or their child's dog's name. I got a stuffed animal that was a um in memory of a child. You know I don't know where it com- I know where it comes from, but I don't understand but let me it ask you know you
3: something when you get sure. that are are you seeing mm. images or are you hearing things in your head
2: it flow it just flows out my mouth it just flows i've i've seen images i've actually my son has appeared my son uh it'll be in the book too my son has appeared to me uh on more than one occasion a few weeks after mm-hmm. he passed i saw his face while i was in bed i was wide awake another time i was at my laptop uh months after he had passed he used to stand behind me at the sink at the kitchen. I was at my kitchen table. I looked to the the corner of my computer, and I saw a reflection. It was him smiling at me, standing behind me. He appeared to three of my neighbors at different times, um, two of them within the same week. They didn't know, when they both came to me. He appeared to my oldest son's wife down in Carolina, uh, one of my first shows, and I never thought she even believed in this. She always said, oh, you're nuts. You know what I'm saying? She's one of those, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. skeptic. So one night she called into the show and never told me. It just happened to her, and she started to cry on the show. And I'm like, wow. Uh, he appeared in a crowd and smiled at her. And, and I said, well, are you sure? Wouldn't somebody look like him? She goes, no, because he disappeared. And that's what he does. He, he'll materialize and then disappear. Um, on the th- three occasions that I've seen him, you know, he stood there for a little bit behind me at the sink. The night and, and when I was laying down and about ready to go to sleep, and not even tired when he appeared. He was smiling, but I, I was, you know, coherent. I wasn't drunk. I don't do drugs, so it's real. It's real. I mean, uh,
0: right.
2: I have. Uh, yeah, the, so- the only thing is, I told people too. You know, you sit. We all now. You're you're, you're an Irish Catholic girl, right? You, you you're you grew up Catholic.
3: Yes, Roman Catholic.
2: Uh-huh. Okay. I grew up, you know, Episcopalian. Like I said, my dad worked for the church, and I put in my, my my book that's a bestseller, I put in, why do you sit? You sit in those church pews listening to the same message we're giving you. Heaven is real. When you die, you're going to go there, blah, blah, blah. But then when somebody like me or you, Josie, come out and tell people this, you look at us like we're crazy. What's the difference here? You Here you yeah. have proof that we're giving you, like you said, concrete proof, and yet you'll go and listen to church, and, and though you, you've you never had a vision or whatever, you were just taught this, and you you see it, you're believing what you're not seeing, and we're giving you uh, evidence, you know, and we're crazy. I, I don't get people. No, <laughs> I you don't. know what
3: it is. Yeah, but you know what it is. It's fear of the unknown. That's what it is. I mean, uh, you know, I get yeah. it from people in my own family, um, you know, I mean, yeah, I have family members who support me, but then again, you know, there are family members who don't, and there are friends who don't, and that's okay. Mm. I mean, you know, they right. have a right to believe whatever they want to believe. I mean, just yesterday, my mom says to me, you know, you're going to write another book about this stuff? You know, why can't you write a story? Why can't you write about something happy? Yeah, yeah. Um, it is happy. It, it really <laughs> it is. That's happy. what I would say yeah. to her. It is
2: happy. <laughs> It Hello.
3: is I know. you know. I'm, I, I mean, I said, "Mom," I said, "I am teaching people that love never dies. You can't get any better yep. than that." You know, yep. you can't this get is... any better than that.
2: I agree with you, and I really do. Uh, I'm sorry, you love, Josie. Actually, I have the chat room moment. I, ha- I have to say something to you, if you don't mind. Um, huh. I have a girl that. I've been kind of mentoring um, because she's intuitive, okay? She just Mm -hmm. wrote me, does Josie have a little girl on the other side? She's seeing seeing a little kid right now, and she has light brown hair. Now, you did have miscarriages, right? You said you had uh, lost a couple? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I wrote twice.
3: I know the the miscarriage I had uh, was definitely a boy. Um, The other two, the false positives, I don't know. Um, Okay. You know, I don't. I don't know, but uh,
2: it's, yeah, it's she's well. Anyhow, she's on the chat room asking me that if she wanted to know because the little girl's coming to her, and if um, you, did you ever get to see the movie um, uh, Heaven Is Real? I actually did a whole show yes, so on. Yes, I did. It. Yes, well, I tell did. you that little boy. Even the, he looks like you know uh, Colton, but he also resembled my son, and not just looks, but in things that he did. And of course, that part where he went over there and didn't know his mother had a miscarriage and met his sister. So maybe that's what Angie's seeing, you Absolutely. know, letting you know that you did have a little girl and she's on the other side. So, uh,
0: well,
3: so that's right, a good,
2: that's, that's right. a good thing. Um, you know, well, thank
3: thank you for that. Um. One of the ways that, like I said before, you talk about how you get messages. To me, it's mm-hmm. like thoughts or uh, conversations in my mind. I'll give you an example. One time I was at uh, the executive producer's house uh, for my show, and we're, we're sitting in the kitchen, and a friend uh, of hers is a psychic medium, and she's sitting there, and she's giving a reading. Uh Because right. be- she didn't tell us, but the night before, her daughter's friend died in a tragic accident,
1: so oh my we
3: didn't we didn't yeah, we didn't know any of this, and we're sitting around the kitchen table and she's giving them a reading and giving them messages from this girl, and all of a sudden, I hear in my head, Tell them to celebrate my birthday. Well, I'm like, what tell them to celebrate wow. my birthday. Well, you know what? I said, Ah, right, this is nuts. I'm not going to pay any attention. I heard it again, right. I heard right. it again. So then I said, I said, okay, wait, wait, hold on. And they mm-hmm. stopped, and she looked at me. She goes, what? I go, um, is her birthday coming up or something? And
0: mm-hmm. one of one
3: of the kids there says, yeah, her birthday is next week. Why? And I said, because she's telling me to tell you to celebrate her birthday. And they were, like, floored. And I was Wow,
2: floored, yeah, you know, and yeah. And I was
3: flawed because... I didn't know, but but you know what I tell people, okay, they tell me well how can you tell the difference between how do you know if you're really getting a sign from somebody on the other side? Well, mm-hmm. if you have no reason like in my case, okay, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this reading, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I hear in my mind I'm tired of decided about my birthday, why would I think that I had no reason yeah. whatsoever to think that, so yeah, there's really how no. You,
2: connection. You know, so yeah. I mean,
3: they yeah. wow, yeah, so that that's isn't... how you know um, mm-hmm. that you know it's a sign. Uh, another time, I was on the phone with a, a very good friend of mine. Usually, for me, I have to have an emotional connection to someone. If I really mm-hmm. care about someone, um, you know, it, it's easier for me to, to get the messages. But I was on mm-hmm. the phone with a, a good friend of mine. And she was talking about her father. Uh, I had a, a dream about her father, and she had a dream about her father Tuesday, two days later. I I don't want to get into details because it's
0: personal. Uh-huh.
3: But uh, while I was on the phone with her, all of a sudden I heard her father talking to me in in my mind. And I, uh-huh. I said to her, I said to her, "Wait, stop. Be quiet. You know because yep. it, it was unbelievable. It was like." It was like I I could have given her a reading at that point because she was talking right. to me and sending me all this information. And I mm-hmm. tell you, Peggy, that was the first time anything like that has ever happened. You know where I got yeah, a, lot a lot of, of... information.
2: Well, I will tell you, you know, you ask me how I get it. I get it in many different ways. I'm I'm psychic, um, psychic. I'm I'm intuitive, psychic. Um, People used to kind of joke with me. Like, I have a, quite a few friends that own bar restaurants. And, and when I would go, I would always sit into the corner. And they're like, why do you always sit in the corner? This is years ago before I came out. For some reason, I would be sitting there, when, when, especially when I'm around a lot of people and getting mess. I look at somebody, I'm getting messages, and I'm getting more messages. And to the point it would I just want to go out and have a glass of wine. Just <laughs> leave me alone. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, then I'd have a glass of wine. I'm like to quiet them. I'm not schizophrenic, so I know that. So that's yeah, the reason and- I did it because walking into crowds, you know, spirit laws I, I, I don't. You know, people call it spirit. I call God sending angels messages. Okay, I'm. You know, I have no problem calling God. God, but I, I, oh gosh, how do how do I put it? I just get so I was getting so many messages then. I didn't know how to I didn't know how to deal with it. I'm like, why? Does it does everybody else go through? <laughs> and I'll tell you, um, Josie, since I've come out, um, with my gift uh, on the show Um, I have finally found peace because I have been hiding this gift for most of my life. Friends close to me over the years know I had it, you know. Knew I had something Mm -hmm. because I would come out with things like, how do you know? I said, I don't know. I would just say, I don't know. I don't know, you know. Maybe I'm psychic type of thing. But I would pick up things, and and like you asked me, I get it different ways. I get it where it just starts free-flowing from my mouth. I'll get some visions. I'll get Mm -hmm. – I'll get like you. The thoughts, the thoughts come to me, and it's like mm-hmm. are you—you are you, know—familiar with James Van Prague When he starts yeah, reading, of he, he speeds up. My energy starts, and I—I I talk like there's no tomorrow, as you can tell. <laughs> but when <laughs> they start coming, times it's like a locomotive. It's like I speed up. You know, the energy, my energy gets higher. You know. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just so it's so hard to uh, put it on paper, how it works with me and maybe some of the others, because I think we're all, you know, More different. different with, yeah, but yeah. You know,
3: my, yeah, but for me, uh, I just, I'm afraid to see spirit. Like, if I see a spirit of someone I don't know, I think I'll go run in the opposite direction, okay? When people, ask
2: me, <laughs> yeah. people don't realize well, we're human. We get scared, too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I understand that. I understand that. So you've never really seen um you you've never had a vision then. Have you oh, or, or, yes, or I I have. Or, or Let me
3: separate. I have. Let me explain that. Um uh uh-huh. I I saw my godmother. I uh, I was very close to my godmother and uh she was a second mother to me. So we're right. at the you know, we're at the funeral and uh mm-hmm. I was getting ready to go up and say the eulogy and she always said to me you know when i die i want you to write my eulogy and so i wrote something for her and and my knees started to buckle and i just lost it and and was sobbing okay wow and i heard her say in my right ear don't cry and i looked over at the coffin and i saw her standing at the foot of the coffin now, oh wow! She, she wasn't, she wasn't uh, solid, you know. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I could see her outline, um, you know. But I looked over at her; she smiled at me, and mm-hmm. peace came over me. I, I was mm-hmm. like, okay. I, I wasn't afraid at all because it was my godmother, you know.
0: Exactly. And I
3: just, and I just smiled, and then I looked over again, and she wasn't there. And then it was my time, My well, I mean, she was there, I just couldn't see her. And I went up and I did the eulogy, you know. It, it gave me the strength um, to do the eulogy. And so, I don't know. I You know, maybe I would be okay if, if I saw the spirit of someone I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't answer that because it well, never happened before.
2: Well, you know, we both work in the light, There's, there's and, and everybody knows. I mean, it's right in the Bible. There's bad energy. There's good energy. I don't mm-hmm. want to be connected with any dark Energy. So no, I think and that maybe scares it scares me. In, mm-hmm. we get, it scares me too. Uh, I'm going to tell you a quick story, and you'll probably laugh because I had people, I almost had a heart attack when I did it last night. Someone had posted something, it, it was a Halloween kind of like video, but it made you think it was going to be something else. And at the end of the video, this thing pops out, very scary. I almost had a heart attack <laughs> but I saw it, So I, I posed and I said to people out there, and everybody goes, "Oh my God, you're so funny!" I said, "Funny? I almost had a cardiac arrest and was ready to call the ambulance." I yeah, Peggy, you know, Peggy, just you because, know what fucks me up? Human, I just because.
3: That yeah.
2: Really? Well, it's just because I am an intuitive and I get signs from my loved ones. Doesn't mean my human side doesn't get scared when I see scary movies. I, I'm, I'm like the rest of you guys. You know what I'm saying? I freak yeah, out too. No. But, so, but you know ahead. what
3: cracks me up? Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I've had people come up to me and say, "What? You're afraid of ghosts? And you write
1: about yeah. visits
3: from heaven? You know, you write about the afterlife?" And I always say, uh-huh. "Yeah." What is the? You are comparing your loved ones to evil spirits and ghosts? There's a comp- that's completely different. You know, exactly. it's Completely different. It's not the yeah, same I'm... thing.
2: And that's what I tell people. I pray I pray every day, and I always pray for the armor from head to toe, you know, through Jesus, and to protect me against all evil and evil things because I don't want any of that. I have – to be honest, Josie, I've had my son's godmother – a couple other people call me that they have things happening in their homes. I said, what are you calling me for? I'm an intuitive. I said, call you free. Call. <laughs> You need, you need an exorcism. I don't do that. I don't want to know about this. I have no part of that. That has nothing to do with bringing loved ones through to comfort you through grief. And I, I wish people would get it because I think they look at us that have messages like we're we're, we're working for the devil. Uh, we're not. Hello, we're not no. doing that. We don't want that in our lives either. So and I stay away from anything like that because I am not a priest. I'm the first. City, no. you know? <laughs> I'll tell, tell you,
3: in the spirit of Halloween, I'll, I'll tell you this story. This is uh, the truth, okay? I had, uh, you know, this is um, this guy, Anthony Kinata, He's a, a psychic medium, and he's a friend mm-hmm. of mine. He's also in Visits from Heaven. Well, my daughter, right. when she was little, was right. always complaining about something in her room. She would say her blinds were moving and and she got to the point where she didn't want to sleep in her room anymore. Now I was thinking, okay, it's her imagination And it got right. to the point where she would she didn't want to sleep there and she would run into our room crying and then I thought to myself, What is going on here? So one day I'm on the phone with Anthony and Anthony says, Oh, you know, how come you didn't tell me that you have things going on in your room? I said, what are you talking about? Uh, He said, has Leah been complaining about seeing things in her room? I said, yes. So he Uh said, hang on a second. He said, hang on a second. Now, I'm on the phone I'm thinking, what does he mean, hang on a second? Why am I hanging on, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So
3: So he comes back on the phone and he says to me, Josie, uh, you do have a spirit in your home. He says, she used to be in Erica's room, uh, he goes, uh-huh. now, he's never been to my home, but he says to me, right. who has the pink, who has the pink room, the pink room, and I'm like, oh my God, my, my daughter's room yep. was pink, who has the yellow room, mm-hmm. here? I, it went on and on, okay, he de- he described my house and he said to me, uh, she's very fond of your daughter Leah, and she mm-hmm. says that uh, Leah gets sick all the time and i was like and, and he says she she watches over her and i was like oh my god at that point she was very prone to sinus infections always had to do the nebulizer i always put her head up on pillows and and i mean everything that he said was the truth okay
0: yeah. so then i yeah. so
3: then I, I said to him i said uh and then he goes to me where he she's showing me a, a crack he goes do you have a crack uh, it it's stuck between eight forty five and nine forty five and I go, No, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any such clock and he goes, Bye. Yes you do because she's showing it to me. Okay, well that was the end of that. Well, he went on and on describing my house and how fond this woman was of my daughter and then I said to him I said, Well, tell her that she's scaring Leah and to leave yep. Leah alone and he goes to me, Oh, She's not ready to leave yet, and so my maternal really? instincts kick in. Okay, my maternal huh? instincts kick in. So I start and my Italian temper.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so I start screaming into the phone. Oh yeah, will you tell her to leave my daughter alone? And I'm and I'm going like that. And you know what he said to me? He goes, Josie, what? Josie, she's standing right next to you. She just and I I almost. I I'm almost fainted, okay? I, I was just like, oh, my gosh,
0: okay? I almost fainted.
3: Well,
2: they, people realize that the spirits, when they come, they can be with all of us at the same time, even though I'm intuitive. Absolutely. I I have Absolutely. my uh, friend that, who reads me. on the. Uh, she actually did um, – she travels all over. She's getting pretty famous, Deb. She did my July 22nd show. She was out in California doing a gallery or galley or whatever they call it. So she mm-hmm. made time, did a show with me, and I see her. And, um, you know, you know what? I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) But I go to other people where, well, she explained to me, you know, I'll say, well, can you tell them? That's what it is. Can you? She goes, what do you mean, can I tell them? She goes, they're with you too. (laughs) You tell them. You tell them you love them. You tell them whatever. Um, You know, um, tell us, you know what, tell us some more stories from your books. Um, This is uh, information you get from other people too that come to you, or were they friends, or within your research, or uh, let us know more about the books.
3: About visits from heaven?
2: Yeah, any of them, any of them. I know you did the Footprints in the Sand, which is also um, – I've yet to read that. I, Footprints in the Sand is a very special thing to me because my late daughter had that saying in every every room of her house. She loved that, you know. But any did of the you, books – um, Oh, I
3: didn't know you were familiar with Footprints in the Sand. It, it's amazing how many people asked me for that book. So mm-hmm. I am in the midst of uh, rewriting it, and I'm going to put a second edition out. Uh, okay. it, it really really, really is amazing. You know, like I'll get requests from people all over the world and uh like I didn't I didn't realize that people that many people knew about the book, you know?
2: Right. <laughs> so, well, you have written like four or five now, haven't you really? I've written all together. five,
3: yeah. And I'm going to do another one now about deathbed visits and that will uh-huh. be the the next book in the series. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because there's visits from heaven, which is about after death communication. There's visits right. to heaven, which about which is about near death experiences. There's divine mm-hmm. visits, which is about angelic and divine encounters. And then there will right. be deathbed visits. Um, because I've I've heard so many incredible, incredible stories about deathbed visits. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, and they well, clearly I've... show. You know that life Uh doesn't end, but you know I want to I want to tell you something that just happened the other day. If I if I could, Um, oh yeah,
2: go ahead. I always say that. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I I always say that we you know we're poor places for a reason, and everywhere I go, you know people come up to me and they always have a story to share. I think Mm -hmm. things are changing. Um, More and more Mm -hmm. people are coming. Forward with their spiritual experiences. Um, yes. About 80% uh, of people have spiritually transformative experiences, STEs, so whether that be an NDE, an after-death communication, you know, whatever, what have right. you, okay? Uh, so um, the majority of the people out there have these experiences. So anyway, um, the other day, my mom's birthday is Halloween. So Oh,
2: on my Saturday, gosh. Synchronous, yeah. synchronous with us my mother's brother's birthday is halloween
0: oh really well
3: yeah and, and you know what
2: grand. i have a synchronicity uh i draw not to stop you i just want to tell you real quick my show mm-hmm. always has synchronicities for some reason like you like you said your mother's birthday now my uncle and when i met you too you come from the same town that my mother's family came from <laughs> in Jersey. From Elizabeth. yeah yeah, from Elizabeth. That's all, you know, they lived in Ringo's, Elizabeth, uh, a couple other places. But uh, Elizabeth is the place that always stuck out in my head for my mother's side of the family. And that drew me, when I found out about you and was on your page, uh, when I saw about you living in Elizabeth, I said, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And now you're telling me your mother shares a birthday with my uncle. So I just have to do my plugs for my synchronicity. But I want to hear about your mom's birthday. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, what
3: what happened was uh... – you know, there's a restaurant uh, in another town, a couple of towns over, called Vintage, and uh, they were having Italian music. So I said to my mm-hmm. mother, Mom, I want to take you out to dinner for your birthday, and we'll go to this restaurant because they're having Italian music, and, you know, we'll have a good time. So, okay.
0: Right. So we
3: make plans, I make reservations, and I get a phone call from my father an hour and a half beforehand, and he said he really didn't feel well. Um, he hasn't been feeling well, and I'm sorry, but you know I'm not going to be able to go. So right. I said to my I said to my mother I said, "Oh, mom, you know I I made these reservations. I know the owner. I feel bad. I said, let me um still go. I said, do you mind if I still you know go without you and daddy, and I'll take the kids with me? And right. she said she said sure, okay. I, I just felt like I still needed to go. So I mm-hmm. go, and I'm, I'm sitting at the table, and all of a sudden, the owner comes up to me, and she says, oh, Josie, come here. I want you to meet someone. So I, I walk over, and she introduces me to her mother-in-law, and she says, my mother-in-law uh, wrote a book, too. And I said, right. you did? So then she goes, yes, sit down. And I sit down. to an older woman, and she right. says to me, um, uh, my book is called An Angel from Heaven, from above. It's called An Angel from mm. Above, and I go and I go, An Angel from Above. I go, What is mm-hmm. your book about? And she right. goes, Oh, well, you're probably not going to understand. She says, But I lost my son, and you know, I get messages from him. But maybe you don't understand. And I, <laughs> I looked at her and I'm like, Oh my God! I said, Oh
0: yes, well, I totally understand. <laughs>
3: Uh, I said, I said, yes, I totally understand. And I said, I'm Josie Varga. I'm the author of Visits from Heaven. And she looked right. at me, and she was like, she was like, oh my God. So we started talking, <laughs> and I, I said to her, I said, so, go ahead. Shoot, tell me what happened. And yeah. she told me that her son was 15 years old, and he had, he got hurt uh, in football. Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. and
3: ended up, he was bleeding in his brain, and he died, okay, 15 years old. So Mm. she said she was totally, totally devastated, Peggy, and
0: didn't want
3: to leave her room, didn't want to go anywhere, and she said she was in her room, and it was Easter Sunday after he passed.
0: Mm -hmm. She
3: said, and she's laying in in bed, and her son used to call her Bella Mama, which means beautiful mother. You know, beautiful mother, Bella Mama. So she says she's laying in bed. All of a sudden she hears her son's voice, Bella Mama, Bella Mama, right? And she says, I'm laying Mm -hmm. there, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, I'm losing it. You know, that's my son. I know it's my son. And she she hears Mm -hmm. it again. So she sits up, she looks over at the doorway, and there's her son. Okay. Mm-hmm. So her son her son's standing there and she gets up, he walks over to her and he hugs her. Okay? Wow. And he says to he says to her, Mom, I want you to be happy. He says,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I'm in heaven. I'm with Jesus now. I want you mm-hmm. to be happy, right? So anyway she's right. telling me this and she and, and she Gets very emotional and she starts crying. She says, I, "I know this sounds crazy, but it really happened." And I, and I couldn't help but laugh because I mm-hmm. I said to her, "No, you don't understand. This is what I write mm-hmm. about. I I've had these experiences. I don't think you're crazy at all."
1: <laughs>
3: <That's> <laughs> no? Exactly. So I said to her, "I said, as a matter of fact, I said there's a a story in my book, Visits from Heaven, which talks about the same thing. It's called Tanya's Bracelet." Okay. And mm-hmm. in the story in my book, the mom gets to hug her daughter Tanya. So I so I tell her this, Peggy, and her mm-hmm. face lights up. I mean, she just like looked really? at me and she said, "For real? Really? Uh, you know, somebody else had the same experience?" Yep. And I'm like, "I'm like, yes." And she was so happy. Okay, so mm-hmm. you know, we we sat there like like old friends, you know, and my husband kept coming up to me going, "Uh, honey, are you going to order your dinner? And as a matter of fact, the waitress came over to my table,
0: and I ordered
3: from from that table, and my husband kept looking at me with the kids like, oh, here we go again, because this happens everywhere we go, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. I I know that, and you know, it's funny you brought up the hug, it really is because... um, like I said, I don't know how familiar you are with my book, but it, it was going to be called One Last Hug, and then I had the signs with the rainbows, the butterflies. So it's rainbows, butterflies, and One Last Hug. But I'll share really quickly with you. And I, I kind of feel like my daughter's connecting me, connecting to me through what was the story you just told me, because mm-hmm. I got up. It was a few weeks after she died. I had been sitting behind closed blinds. My friends were worried. Everybody was worried about me. I didn't want to do anything. Friend called me. Real quick story. I went out with her and her daughter. It was out of school. She had younger children and her daughter's friend. We ended up going to a Wendy's restaurant. Prior to uh, her picking me up, another friend that was not related to her called me. She says, Peg, what do you want? What can we do? I said, I just want one last hug from my daughter. Well, we went to Wendy's. We get out of the car. I look at this kid, the friend of her daughter's, bore a striking resemblances in my book of my daughter. Get into the restaurant, knew nothing about me, didn't know my daughter died, ordered our food. Josie, as God is my judge, this girl in the middle of Wendy's in front of her friend, my, my friend that brought us there, and the whole restaurant, wraps her arms around me, hugs me, starts crying. Comes like out of a trance and looks at me. She goes, "Why am I hugging you? And why am I crying?" Mm -hmm. So I feel related to your story of the hug that you're saying because that was what the book, my book, was originally about. So thank you for that because you just gave me a message from my daughter. (laughs) I really feel present. Yeah, yeah. um,
3: What what amazed me about this woman um, is she hugged me and she said. I love you, I love you, you know, she said, you're so Mm -hmm. beautiful, I love you, and I, normally, if a complete stranger comes up to me and says, I love you, I would kind of get freaked out, you know, (laughs) but, yeah, uh, I, it, it wasn't like that, you know, I, I understood where she was coming from, um, you know, like I, she met somebody who totally gets it and who totally understands and who kind of validated yep. her experience for her uh, by, mm-hmm. by telling her that there are other people out there, many, many other people who have these experiences. So she looked at me, Peggy. She held my hand, looked into my eyes, and she said, Josie? And I said, yes. She said, you are here for me, Josie you are yes, here you for are. me and it just it just sent chills through my body you know it really isn't.
2: Did. It, isn't it josie isn't it so rewarding that when you can share these things with people and make such a difference in their lives and though they may go through experience like she um you know having this um experience with her late child that you mm-hmm. are kind of like confirming it and, and and it's i love it i i love the fact that we can touch people by our experiences you know i mean how how do you feel about that it it does a I, lot for us
3: uh, i absolutely i mean i i think that's what it's all about i think that we are here to give love and receive love so to me when i'm able to help another human being you know mm-hmm. i feel like i am i'm serving my purpose you know oh I, yeah I'll give you an example. One time, I was in New York City, and I was doing a radio show, and I was out in the common area waiting for the producers to call us in. So as mm-hmm. I'm standing there, there was a teenage uh, psychic medium that was scheduled to be on the show too. Okay, mm-hmm. and he looked at me and he said, "Josie, uh, I have a gentleman here for you." So what do I do? I turn my head and look around.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and he
0: says, <laughs> oh,
3: <no. laughs> and he said, no, 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 Josie, in spirit. So I said, right. oh. So I said, oh. So he looked at me and he said, he started describing him, you know, mm-hmm. he, uh, and and he described my husband's friend, Rich, the one who died uh, in the World Trade Center attack. And he said to me, he goes, uh, I, I said to him, I said, oh, my God. I said, you're describing Rich. It's Rich. And he said to me, yeah, he's nodding his head, yes. And he's telling me to tell you that you are meant to do what you're doing. Uh, He Mm -hmm. said that you were led to ARE, ARE, the Association for Research and Enlightenment, who are my publisher. My books are published under uh, a division of theirs called Fourth Dimension Press. But um, Uh I always knew that I was led to them. But anyway, so one of the things he said to me goes, that book that you think is coming out, well, he said it's not coming out until two months later. Now, uh, I had finished oh. writing Visits to Heaven, which is about near-death experiences, and mm-hmm. uh, they told me that the book was going to come out in December. So that's what he was referring to. He, says, uh, he said to tell you that the book's not coming out when you think it's coming out. It's coming out two months later. Well, you know, kind of... I was like flabbergasted, you know, by the whole thing, and right. then the producers the producers called us into the studio, and then that that ended the reading. I didn't I didn't I wasn't able to get any more information. So, right, uh, a couple of weeks later, I find out from my publisher, guess what? The book's not coming what? out in December. The book's coming out in February. I almost fell off my chair.
2: Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow.
3: I know it's, uh, it's unreal. It, it's just no, You know, tell us, Josie, <laughs>
2: about some of the things you've done. Um, some of, you've done. You actually, do you, you, I may be mistaken, but I thought I read somewhere that you have an actual movie possibly coming out about your uh, your your book.
3: We're doing a pilot uh, based on Visits from Heaven. So. Oh really? Uh, yeah. So we're you know let's see let's see how that works, I mean, the... The TV industry is uh, very difficult, so uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I mean, we have all the, the footage done. Uh, we're in mm-hmm. the process of putting it all together. And uh, I'm really, you know, I'm really excited about it. So it, it Oh, meant heck, to be, yeah.
2: I mean, will know? that be on, like, uh, cable? Will it be on, like, uh, you well,
1: know, yeah, well, local? Well, your...
3: well, we're hoping to uh, it, it, we, be, haven't it. we haven't pitched it to the netbooks yet because it's not done. Um, oh, okay. But, Right. Yeah, we're, we're hoping to pitch it to own and, you know, hopefully it gets picked up. We'll, we'll see what happens. But it was you know, it's, it's been a very exciting journey, let me tell you. And you know, I wanna mention one other thing, um, based on my book Divine Visits, I ironically, Peggy, I may have missed uh writing a book about Angelica and Divine Encounters, right? right. And mm-hmm. I'm scheduled to I'm scheduled to go for my annual mammogram and Every time I go for my mammogram, I always get one of those letters that say, okay, you have to come back, you know, we have to do further, uh, you know, scans Studies and whatnot. And, yeah, right. and it it normally doesn't concern me because I have dense breast, so I'm always being asked to go back,
0: okay? Right. But
3: this time I get a letter, and the letter was different. This time the letter said, uh, we see something on the left side. Well, when I read mm-hmm. that one line, I completely You're
2: panicked, pre- okay? Yep. I completely
3: yep. panicked. So anyway, I, a day that I will never forget for the rest of my life, I I go back to, to uh, you know, get further scans for a second-level ultrasound. What What they did is they did another mammogram, and then after the mammogram, I went in for the second-level ultrasound. And the technician mm-hmm. is paying special attention to one spot on my left, Rest. She kept scanning it and scanning it and scanning it. And I'm laying there and I'm thinking, oh, you know, oh boy, this is not good, you know? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden she looked at me and she said, um, you know, I'll be right back, Mrs. Verga. I have to go talk to the doctor.
0: Right. She
3: leaves the room, uh, you know, leaving me alone with my thoughts. And I'm laying mm-hmm. on the table and I'm thinking, oh crap, you know, I'm in trouble here, right?
0: Yeah. So
3: I decide, you know, I always had a lot of faith in God, so I mm-hmm. said, I'm going to cry out to God, and I said, God, is everything okay? Uh, speaking of telepathic, how I can always hear things in my head, I heard back, clear as day, no. And I'm thinking,
2: no. No what? Well,
3: what do You you know, what do you mean, no? So I said it again, God, mm-hmm. is everything okay? I heard back, mm-hmm. No.
1: So, really?
3: I, so at this point, I said, okay, well, if everything's not okay, Lord, you have to fix this. You have to do something. You know, I, I'm i not ready to go yet. I'm not ready to leave my two children. I'm in the midst of finishing my book. Like, I don't remember my exact words, but all that's going mm-hmm. on. You know, I'm saying that in my head. So then, then I make a second plea to my godmother, right. Lucy. Now, my godmother, Lucy... I was extremely religious, extremely religious. Always went mm-hmm. to church. You know, went through many hardships in her life, but had immense mm-hmm. faith in God. Uh, so much so that when I was a kid, I would say to her, "Lucy, if anybody's going to heaven, it's you." So when you get up right. there, put in a good word for me, and we would laugh. So I right. on this day, as I'm laying there in the in the room, I I decided to cry out to my godmother. So I said. Lucy, if I ever needed you, Lucy, I need you now. Please, Lucy, yep. help me. Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So I say that. All of a sudden, I look up. Now, you have to imagine this. I'm in the x-ray room. There's hardly any light. Okay?
0: I'm helpless.
3: Right. So where am I going to go? Okay? So I'm laying, right. I'm laying on the table. All of a sudden, I look up, and I see this white, magnificent orb okay, wow. it slowly descended from the ceiling. I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, okay, you've lost it, Josie, you've lost it. So I rub my, you know, yeah, my eyes together.
1: I understand
3: that. Yeah, I rub my eyes together, I open my eyes again, it's still there. So it's slowly descending towards me, and I mm-hmm. realize, oh my God, something really divine, something magnificent is taking place here, right? Right. And there's peace and calm comes over me that I cannot explain. It stopped mm-hmm. about four inches above my chest and then right. moved to my right. Okay. It moved to really? my right and, and stopped. Well wow. when it stopped I reached my hand out to it and I said, mm-hmm. Come to me, I'm not afraid. Come to me. Right. And right. when I when I when I reached my hand out to it, the center of the orb formed a little purple dot and it started to get bigger and bigger in front of my eyes, okay? It started to encompass. Wait, what was the purple? It
0: was yeah, purple, you the
3: purple, said? the purple was a small dot in this white orb, mm-hmm. okay?
2: Right. And
3: as I'm, as I'm looking at it, it got bigger and bigger. So I'm watching wow. it mesmerized by what was happening.
0: And all of a mm-hmm. sudden,
3: the technician walks back into the room. Well, the right. orb disappeared. She broke my trance. You know, that was it. And they yeah. continued with more scans, and I, and I'm not thinking at all about the scans. I'm thinking about, oh my God, what just happened, and how am I going to, exactly, you know, how am I going to explain this to my family? How am I going to explain this to my friends? You know. Right. So anyway, um, we finished with the scans. I go home. I tell my husband what happened, I and mean, he was just absolutely floored. And 2 mm-hmm. days later I get a phone call from my OBGYN and he basically right. said to me he said, "Josie, uh you have to go for a biopsy. Don't wait. There's something there that shouldn't be there." I mean, you right. could hear the panic. You could hear the panic in his in his voice.
0: So, right.
3: I hung up the phone crying and sobbing. Well, mm-hmm. shortly after, I went for my biopsy. And then, you know, I had to wait for the vibes to results. Now right. I knew what happened to me in that room. So in my mind I'm thinking, uh, you know, did I see that orb because it's my time and God's telling mm-hmm. me, you know, it's your time but it's okay or did right. I see that orb because of a divine intervention. You know?
0: Right.
3: It was either it was either or, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but, at, but, but you know, part of me was just saying, okay, I, I know that everything's going to be okay, but then there was always that little part of me that was worried uh, about what was going to happen, yep. you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: So, all of a sudden, two days later, the phone rings, and it's the imaging doctor. And he right. basically said to me, he said, you know, I usually don't make these phone calls. He said, but I had to call you. He said, I don't understand this. He goes, it looked like cancer. I thought it was cancer. He says, mm-hmm. but it came, it came back benign. And as he's talking, I start mm-hmm. sobbing. I start really? sobbing. And he's on the other end going, no, 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 Mrs. Verga. I'm telling you this because you should be happy. Well, how do you explain to this doctor what happened what in hap- that room? Yep.
2: You know? Yep.
3: How do you explain that, you know, your Did fate you- was changed?
2: Because don't forget,
3: I, uh, I, mm-hmm. I asked twice. I said, is everything okay? I heard back, no, twice. Mm-hmm. Um. So I knew that it was cancerous. But anyway, so I, I hang up the phone on him, and I cried mm-hmm. in my husband's arms. You know, I, I cried happy tears. And right. a week later, I went in to see my ob and mm-hmm. we talked about we talked about the biopsy results. And I said to him, I said, hey, I said, so they thought it was cancer, huh? And he looked at me, and he admitted that that's what he was told. So I have right. a very good relationship with him. So I decided, well, you know what? I'm going to tell him what happened to Never.
0: Uh,
3: good for you. If he so fine.
0: Oh. Yeah. Wow. If he
3: believes me, fine. If he doesn't believe me, fine. I don't care. You know,
0: yep. so
3: I so I tell him what happens in that room, and his his mouth just like basically dropped. He was just like, "Oh my gosh," and he looked at me mm-hmm. and he goes, "Josie, he goes, I don't know what happened here. He goes, I really don't. He goes, but let's mm-hmm. just be happy it happened. He goes, there are things wow. in right life that we just can't explain. And you know what I wanted to say to him? I wow. didn't say anything, but I wanted to say, but I can't explain this. I can't explain this. I had a divine intervention, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and and ironically, I would experience this in the midst of writing my own book about divine interventions. Wow. You know? Um, Does he know yeah. that you
2: are an author? Does you he know that you have written books and, and what have you?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He knows. Uh, but you know, it's not.
2: I would I would send them a copy and circle that and say, "There's your answer. <laughs> there's your answer."
3: Yeah, and I, I don't know, but it's just ironic how that happened. I uh, I mean, yeah, I, it's just. See, let me tell you, um, visits from heaven, visits to heaven, divine visits. Um, these are this is you know these are books that I never planned on writing. You can say uh, they were divinely guided. Um, the last oh, book, yeah. divine visits. I was um I have a friend, Tony, who was mm-hmm. diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Now you know pancreatic cancer has one of the lowest survival rates. Okay?
2: Um so my, my th- brother brother and my grandfather and my brother in law all died of pancreatic cancer. I know. I've lived four it, terrible.
3: Terrible.
2: My brother like I said, my father's father, my brother in ninety eight and my brother in law ninety one all died to it. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's one of the worst. It is. Uh, yep.
3: but anyway, my yep. friend is not is not that old, you know, she's uh called me up and she told me that she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and she didn't want to go through with any type of surgery because what's the sense? She's gonna just die anyway, why suffer?
0: Yep.
3: Yeah, so yep. I s so I basically said, Listen, it's better to fight this than do nothing at all. And exactly. luckily, her uh, family felt the same way. Okay. Yep. So she decided, okay, fine. Uh, she was going to go into the hospital and have the surgery to have her pancreas and part of her spleen and, and whatever you know removed. So right. prior to her going into in for the surgery, I went over to the store. I bought her this cross, and I prayed on my hands and knees for her. And then mm-hmm. I put the I put the cross in the mail and mailed it to her. Well unbeknownst mm-hmm. to me, she took that cross to the hospital with her and she kept it in the hospital room with her. Okay. Well really? she goes through she goes through with the surgery and uh, uh-huh. you know, she had a, a long recovery ahead of her. And she didn't tell me that this happened until later, but this is what happened. Two months later she has mm-hmm. to go in to get retested to see where she stood with the cancer. Okay? Right. So she so she goes to see her oncologist and she says, you know, I want to thank certain people that were there for me at the hospital. And she mentions this one particular doctor. This is what happened. She was in the Mm -hmm. hospital room, and she remembers being woken up. She wakes up, and she reasoned, oh, I must be dead, closed her eyes. She remembers being woken up a second time, reasoned, I must be dead, closed her eyes a second time. The third time she wakes up, she said she felt a warm tap on her shoulder. She opens uh-huh. her eyes and she says she sees a man standing before her, and in her mind she said he looked like he had a white doctor's lab coat on, and she looked at him right. and she said, "What nationality? Now, why?" She asked. This, she doesn't know why she asked this question, but she <laughs> said, "What nationality are you?" It's like in my situation where I said to Rich, "You have to prove to me that this is really you," and I don't know why I said that, but she doesn't know why she said, "What nationality? You know, are you?" But he looked at her, and he said, I am Israeli Jew, okay? I knew
2: you were going to say that. I was just going to say Jewish. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it.
3: Yeah, and and he looked at her. I mean, she looked at him, and she said, well, you know, you have the most beautiful eyes I have ever seen. And at that point, Peggy, he leaned forward, kissed her twice on the forehead, and he said, you are healed, Okay.
0: Oh, my and gosh. All
3: she, that's all she remembers. So she's telling the doctor this, and she says, you know, who is this man? I want to I wanna thank him. And the doctor looks at her and says, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no mm-hmm. one that meets that description, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And what's more, the test results <clears> come <throat> back. She is completely cancer-free. So much Oh,
0: amen. So,
3: amen. Yeah, the just looked at her and said, go home and pretend you never had cancer.
2: Now, okay? did she have imagine? the pancreas removed and everything?
3: Yeah, she had, she had uh, part right. of her spleen removed, you know. Um, but anyway, right. so, you know, she she went through a major, major surgery. Um, right. So anyway, she gets this news, and she comes home, and she's ecstatic, of course, and she calls me up to tell me what happened. Well, right. she's telling me this, and... I mean, I feel like in some ways it happened to me. I'm like so happy for her,
2: okay? Oh, yeah.
3: So I said to her, um, I was scheduled to speak for ALE the following week, uh, the Association mm-hmm. of Research and Enlightenment in Virginia Beach. So I said to her, I said, Tony, do you mind if I share your story with the audience? I mean, my point in telling the story was to, you know, share the power of prayer, Okay. Right. But she said, she said, sure, you know, no, no problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, I'm at AOE and I'm telling the story and I'm speaking to the mm-hmm. audience and I noticed this one woman standing in the back. You know how you can tell that somebody's listening to you intently.
0: Well, oh yeah. She seemed,
3: oh yeah. She seemed to be like hanging on my every word. You know when I and I noticed her. So I complete right. my speech and at the end of the speech. Um, I did a book signing, so people were lining mm-hmm. up for me to for me to sign books. And this attentive mm-hmm. woman was purposely standing in the back. I noticed her standing in the back. Well, when right. the line died down and there was nobody there, she walked slowly up to me, and she started to say something, Peggy, and then she burst out and started crying. So mm-hmm. I came from I came from around the table, hugged her, and I said, What's right. wrong? And she said, Josie, do you remember that story you told of the woman with the breast cancer? I mean, with the uh, cancer. I said, "Uh, yeah. She said, well, I feel like that was a message for me. She said, you have given me hope. She said, I was just diagnosed with breast cancer.
2: Really?
3: So so she cried, I cried, and Uh. Visits from Heaven was born on that night.
0: Oh, wow. Uh,
3: I mean, I mean, Divine Visits was born on that night, because I, cause I realized, you know, if I could help this one woman um, with mm-hmm. the story, then I could surely help a lot more people um, with well, other I stories.
2: People need to be- believe that miracles can happen with prayer. Miracles do happen with prayer. Miracles I mean...
3: do happen, and, and, you know, they are not uh, something from the Bible, you know. They are something yeah. that, you know, it happens every day. Single. Uh, you, you well, I'm going to gonna tell you,
2: when I was um, sick at nine years old, I was misdiagnosed with encephalitis, was in mm-hmm. a coma, and actually it was the beginning of my MS. I didn't get diagnosed till I was 50, sick my whole life, okay?
0: Wow. When
2: I was coming out of the coma. My parents were at the church. My father was the sexton of the church caretaker. And but was also on the vestry, very involved with the church, but that was his one of his jobs. And best friends with our minister, who my younger brother who's now a minister is named after. And I was in the coma not expected to live. My parents were at the altar with the minister praying for me. They get into the car not expecting me to live. I'm in a coma They get halfway to the hospital, and they both hear me scream out, Mom and Dad, I'm okay. They got to the hospital. I had come out of the coma. So I was also a miracle miracle child myself. And it's really weird Uh. now with my work. This is kind of the thing that I refer to back that I had, like we talked before, you having CP, me having MS, that I refer back to that was the beginning of me coming out of that coma with my intuition. Uh, It was the beginning of my rebirth of who I'm supposed to be and what my plan is here on Earth. And that story, my whole life stuck in my head when I doubted myself because I'm thinking, my dad and mom heard me, you know, and they weren't really, you know, they didn't talk about You know, being psychic, I know now that my mother was. uh, I found out a couple years ago, talking to a family member. I knew something, but I didn't really realize it. She didn't really talk, talk about it, you know. But Mm -hmm. my dad wasn't, (laughs) and they both heard me clear as day and both relayed that story to me after I got better and out of the hospital. So that I do believe in miracles because I am a walking miracle. Here I'm 61 years old as of September, and I'm still going. It's tough, you know. It's tough, but you know know what? what?
3: Uh, It's funny that you say that because uh, a lot of people who have, let's say, near-death experiences, a lot of people who go through uh, spiritual experiences end up Mm -hmm. with a heightened sense of awareness afterwards. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, I uh, and I, I think that's the case with me, you know. Yes, I've always been a believer, um, but right. I've had I've had so many um, experiences since, you know. Like right. I can pick up my godmother all the time, uh, you know. I I know when she's around, and it's funny. I had a meeting mm-hmm. one time, and the medium said to me, "Oh, your godmother's laughing." She said to tell you, "You're very good at picking her up." And, uh, right. and it really made it really made me laugh. Um, a lot yeah. of times I I tell you I one of my favorite favorite stories in, involving my godmother. Um, you know what a third party sign is, right? When uh, a third person is used to validate. I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. Mm-hmm. My godmother. Um, when I was a kid, um, uh, she, she loved the poker. Okay. And you know that. Oh, wow. uh, there was a song called. My Melody of Love, uh, Bobby...
2: Yeah, oh my, listen to me. Oh, my God, Josie. You're not going to believe this. What? This was just a connection with my father. My father was a uh, violinist, also played with the, uh, in our County Westchester Symphony Orchestra, actually played at Carnegie Hall a, a few times, uh, besides working his regular jobs. And he was mm-hmm. an accordion player. My dad's family was from Germany. And the Beer Barrel Polka... My dad was known for that song he used to play at a German restaurant, and Bobby uh, Vinton, I am a big fan of Bobby Vinton. um I just got chills. I'm feeling the presence now. this is so weird. Bobby Vinton's song every day of my life was my wedding song, and I am one of his biggest fans and I love that song and that melody of love is a song that I used to sing with my father.
3: oh wow,
2: me wow. out. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally, and anybody knows, you know, I'm a diehard Bobby Vinton fan. So you can go back, and I even have pictures at my wedding with the sheet music, my husband and I in the sheet music, with the photographer did, with Bobby Vinton's song. That is so weird. Oh, well, I guess that's
3: why I felt like I had to tell you that story then. This is unreal. Well, go ahead.
2: I want to hear the rest of it. I'm sorry. Okay, I just Okay, well, a big, so my
3: grandmother no. loved Bobby Vinton, and uh, so she bought me the 45 to My Melody of Love, And at the time, she bought me this Mickey Mouse record player, okay? And Uh the arm, okay, the arm of the record player versus Mickey Mouse's arm, you know, I never forget that record player. So one day Uh I was um, working, and as I work, a lot of times I'll put something in on YouTube and I'll listen to music as I'm working, you know, as I'm writing or whatever. And uh, on this particular day, I was missing my godmother. So I put in Bobby Vinton, My Melody of Love, and the story, the song came on. And I was so overcome with emotion, I started just sobbing, sobbing. And I said to my godmother out loud, I said, Lucy, do you remember Lucy, My Melody of Love, Mm -hmm. remember? And, you know, I was talking to her. And I thought, well, the following week... My husband says to me, honey, I said, yeah, he says, uh, did Leah tell you about the dream she had about Lucy? And I now, said, that's your daughter? Yeah, Leah is my youngest okay. daughter. She's, very, she's okay. very intuitive. So I said, no, what happened? And he goes, well, I'll let her tell you. Ask her what happened. So I said, right. okay. I remember well, she's young at the time and, you know. In this day and age, they don't know record players, you know. They know DVD players and all that. They don't know right, record players. Right, exactly. <laughs> So anyway, yep. she she looks at me and she says, Mom, um, I had a dream and I saw Grandma Lucy. And I said, right. well, what happened? And she said, Grandma Lucy walked up to this box. She said she opened it up and there was this round thing going round and round. And there was this little wow. stick picking up. She starts describing a record player. Oh, my, oh my God, God, Peggy. I had a, oh, my God. You want to talk about? A wild, you wild know.
2: moment or ah, you know. ha yeah, wow. yeah,
3: But she didn't, she didn't know that she just gave me a huge validation. Because remember, right. I said to my godmother, I said, Lucy, do you remember Lucy, my melody of love? Well, by her uh-huh. going to my daughter, who didn't know what a record player was.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: And uh showing her the record player where well, she was validating to me yes, mm-hmm. Josie. I do remember. I was the, you know, I was it's with Bell. you, I do remember. Bell. My melody of love. So Jersey, it's I mean, all about... It,
2: yeah, it's all about the validations, and you know I found because I do read people. I don't I don't charge, okay? I I just do I just do it to help people, and mm-hmm. I've read people I don't know, and sometimes they don't get the validations. Like uh, for instance, a couple of weeks ago, this woman contacted me, found me. Could you give me a reading? And I said okay. Did a private reading over the uh, internet, you know, PM'd her, and I said to her she lost two children like myself, and I I'm seeing Rose. I'm seeing a rose with a stem, but I'm seeing rose. It could either be a name or it could be a rose. She goes, yes, my my late son loved roses. Then I said to her, I said, who's Ashley? And she got very mad at me. Um, she goes, I don't want to talk about it. My son was engaged before he died, but Ashley was the nasty ex-girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, don't kill the messenger. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, yeah.
2: And she just... And getting it was a validation that her son brought Ashley up. So she got all huffy with me, and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I just wish people would get these validations, even if they think it's a negative one. The validations are something that they're giving me that you know that I don't know, because I don't know you from a hole in the wall. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know you. Right. And I just, I just right. want to say that to my listeners, too. Like, if I, if I give you a reading, I, I'm not doing a lot of private reading because I'm very busy with the books and things these days. But um, once in a while, if somebody's totally desperate, I do. And when I validate something like that, doesn't mean it's somebody that's that's nice. It's just a validation. So you know, it is what it is. Like you had a wonderful validation there, being that your godmother Lucy, you know, came to your daughter and and the third in the third person, the third third person? Like you said, that that is wonderful. Well, I call Absolutely. that
3: a, a third party a third party sign. Uh, like in my case. Uh, with Richard's wife, for instance. That's a third-party sign. He came to me. I was able, you know, to validate it for his wife. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, there there are a lot of of ways that uh, our loved ones come to to, You know, dreams, telepathic Mm communication, touch, smell, photographs, you know, uh, interventions. I mean, I'll I'll tell you another story. I've had so many different types of signs. Um, My my cousin, Alina... Um, you know, I, I was very, very close to her, and she passed from leukemia. So right. one day, I'm on the phone with her cousin. Uh, I mean, her brother, uh, my cousin. Right. So I'm on the right. phone, and we're talking, and all of a sudden, we're talking about Lena. So as we're talking, a bird flies into my window. I have like a, a bow window in the front of my house, and mm-hmm. boom! This this bird hits the window. And I and I went, right. ah! and he goes to me. He goes, what happened? And I go, some bird just hit the window. I said, let me go outside. Right. So I had a cordless phone. I go outside. I look on the ground, and the only thing that's left is a white feather. So wow. I pick it up. I pick it up, and I said to him, I said, oh my God, Sarah. I said, I think Lena, is listening into our conversation.
0: A few mm-hmm. days
3: later, I kid you not, I'm talking to her brother again. And he's driving right. in the car, talking to me. All of a sudden, we're talking, and he goes, "Oh my God!" And I go, and "I go, what happened?" <laughs> I go, "What happened?" He says, "A bird just hit my windshield."
2: <laughs> oh my God!
3: Isn't
0: that amazing? People, I mean,
3: they, they don't both realize times.
2: that they. Sure i my mother used to talk about she hated birds she was afraid, for some reason something happened when she was little, but that has always been a sign, and she used to say that all the time from them because i 'm going to tell you share a quick story. The day before my son passed, I stayed with him day and night, but I had gotten very ill. he was in i c u we were having ice storms, I was coughing on the verge of pneumonia so bad that I had to go home and change clothes if you get my drift. He was in the city, which New York City is about maybe. That 35, 40-minute ride tops for me, okay? I get Mm -hmm. home, I change clothes, the doctor felt that he was, you know, hanging in, but then I'm here two hours, and the doctor goes, I I just went and looked at him, I don't like what I see, you need to get back here. Now we have a major ice storm, I can't get back to the hospital. Trains aren't running, cabs aren't running, I couldn't drive anything. Oh, boy. morning, to make a long story short, my daughter's best friend works for an airline, I think, uh, airline. They were going to put her up in a hotel in Harrison, New York between me and the city. She says, I'm coming to get you and I'm taking you to the hospital, ice or no ice. I, I was frantic. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want him to be alone. My friend, uh, Decided to come along with us. We got in the car. We got, as far as my house, four miles toward the main station in the town, Cortland Hudson, New York, where I grew up. I said, pull the car into the lot. Trains are running. We're taking the train, and we'll take a cab from Harlem Station to Presbyterian. We're sitting in the station, the three of us. This is a bird story. The three of us sitting in the station. It's the ticket master, my my late daughter's best friend, and my friend sitting there, and all of a sudden we hear someone go, all three of us, Peg. Peggy and this bird flies at the three of us out of the the blue I'm like what the heck was that (laughs) and like who's calling me I'm looking around they're like yeah we heard it too like who's calling you nobody's here went over to the ticket master and they asked my my daughter's best friend asked him who's calling Peggy he goes lady there's me and the three of you here no one's calling anybody he goes there's no one else here was it the bird? <laughs> the bird is the only thing that flew at us. So I had my own bird story. It is weird. <laughs> it is weird how they do these things, you know. They, uh, yeah, they communi- it,
3: it is. I mean, uh, they you know, that is one of the ways that yeah. they communicate with us uh, through oh, yeah. and know, I gotta, animals, birds, dragonflies,
2: you know. Yeah, yeah, my niece gets the dragonflies. I get the butterflies, the birds. I have to tell another synchronicity with us. You and I. Mm -hmm. And I never got it, and I kind of did, but I didn't. Uh, A week after my son's death, uh, after his funeral, I went to see my medium with my same friend that was with me when he passed, and his girlfriend and her friend. One of the things that my medium brought through, and this is going to touch you and probably get to you, she said that my son was mentioning Josie and the Pussycats. And I'm, like, looking at her, like, what are you talking about? He never watched it. I realize now I was meant to to meet you. You're the Josie. I I actually have that CD, and if sometime you want to hear it, I'll play it for you. Yeah. Oh, wow. And that was three and a half years ago. Three and a half years ago.
3: Well, you uh, you just gave me uh, goosebumps.
2: Yeah, well, I'm good like that. (laughs) 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 My first life. Well, I'm telling you, Uh. at first I... I'm trying for the longest time to interpret it, and the only thing I could think of at the time, my husband had passed, like I said, nine months before my son, and my friend's uh, son's girlfriend worked at a pet store. They said, well, house him because uh, I couldn't be here and whatever, whatever, and her name was Joni, so I'm thinking maybe Joni and the Pussycat? No. She specifically said Josie and the Pussycats. So, which wow. I don't get it. You're the only Josie that I've I've met. <laughs> so well, I you feel know, uh,
3: I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I get that from complete strangers all the time. Um, I'll, I'll meet strangers mm-hmm. and they'll say things to me like, "I can't believe I'm opening up to you. Why am I telling you this?" And yep. I'll be like, "Oh, that's okay," because uh, you know I, I get it all the time. Um, but but I have been used on numerous, numerous occasions um, to get messages to other people. Um, I'll give you another mm-hmm. example. I have a, a good friend. Her name is Nancy Clark. Around the time that I was, uh, you know, I had the biopsy done for the breast cancer scare. Um, I was mm-hmm. laid up for a couple of days. So I took the opportunity to read Nancy's book. Well, right. as I'm, I get to the end of the book. And uh she tells a story about how uh on her anniversary her husband would always buy her yellow roses and how she loved yellow roses. So right. I read that and as I'm closing the book I hear by Nancy Yellow Roses. Clear as day. Really? By Nancy Yellow Roses. So clear that I turned mm-hmm. to my husband and I said, John and he said what? I said, um, I think Nancy's husband wants me to buy his wife yellow roses. And he looked at me like, oh, God, here we go again. You know. (laughs) They love
2: us.
3: (laughs) So he said, well, you know what? Um, If you really think that her husband wants you to buy her yellow roses, well, go ahead and buy her yellow roses. Right. So, okay. So um, I I didn't have her snail mail address, okay? I had a P.O. box, but I didn't have her... uh, you know, real mailing no, address. No, no, no. So I emailed her and I said, Listen, I'll explain later, but please give me your mailing address. Well, she writes back and she doesn't give me her mailing address, but guess what she tells me? She says, what? Josie, this Saturday would have been our 50th wedding anniversary. Wow. Well,
2: oh, I was like, wow.
3: I was like, Oh my God, that's why he wants me to buy his wife's yellow roses. Like, so I write them oh, back again. Oh my gosh. I know. I write her back again. I said, Nancy, again, please give me your address. I'll explain later. So she gives me her address, and I ordered... um, It's funny, you know, I was going to order these other flowers, and it wouldn't go through. I was having problems Mm -hmm. putting it through, putting it through, putting it through. And then finally, I see... You know, they were long stem. Like the other ones were not long stem yellow roses. Well, uh-huh. when I picked when I picked a dozen long stem yellow roses, they went through. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so okay. So I write, I send the, the yellow roses on her anniversary, and I put in the card, um, Nancy. These these roses are not from me. They are from Chad with all his love. Happy anniversary. And I said, call me, and I will. I said, call me and I will explain. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
3: that day, um, 13 roses, 13 roses were delivered to her, not 12. And, really? Uh, she, yeah. And she said, um, she she was praying all day long. She told him, please, just give me a sign on our 50th wedding anniversary. Please give me a sign. And then right. the, doorbell, the doorbell rings. And it's the guy, the guy delivering the, the roses with the note from me. So can you just imagine? Um, oh, my gosh. He, yeah, it was just a, a beautiful thing. And then one time I'm talking to a medium, and I was telling him about that whole story. And he said, yeah, uh, that, that rose was for you. That extra rose was a thank you for you. And I said, Aww. oh, you know. Oh. Wow. So, I mean, I like I said, I've had... Uh, so many things happen to me, and you know why uh, I'm being used in this way. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe because I'm able to. Yeah, maybe because I'm able to get the messages. I don't. You know, I don't know. You know, know what? But it,
2: I, I've been told by several, several mediums and other radio shows because I've I've been on other people. They've asked me as guests. Um, you don't you don't question it. God calls you to work. He calls you to work and we have free will, but you know when you have to accept the job, and that's what I've done. I, I had the fear of coming out because I didn't want to be ridiculed and whatever. I knew it was real, but I said, well, I've got to keep this to myself, but then I said, you know what? I don't care. I'm showing up for work, and every one of these other shows that I've been on that I've just called and not even tell them who I am, that I'm a medium, they said that your kids, my kids come through and said that they're very proud and that I'm showing up for work. I'm right on spot to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Because there's times I'm questioning myself. I should, you know, I'm 61. I How much time do I have left? Should I go do this, do that, have some fun, blah, blah, blah? Yeah, I have fun in between. I work a lot, you know, for a retired woman, you know. Um, but I am so blessed to have the gift that I have. And I'm happy when other people are happy. And I see all these people walking in the shoes that I once and do walk in, especially grieving parents. And to know mm-hmm. that I can give them a light at the end of the tunnel, letting them know that their their kids are still around them is so rewarding. And it's better than a, a cruise. It's better than a trip to Europe to me. I, I just no, absolutely, yeah. it's just so gratifying, you know. It's just amazing. It's amazing you know, the feeling like it gives.
3: Yeah, like people ask me, why do I do what I do? And um, yeah. I, I do what I do to help other people. Um, You know, Uh put it this way, okay? You are on your deathbed, and when I'm on Mm -hmm. my deathbed,
0: Mm -hmm. I
3: guarantee you uh, I'm not going to be looking back at my life saying, oh, I never made that million dollars, or uh, I never Mm -hmm. had that big beautiful house. Or, You know, it's, it's not about the things that you own or the money in nope. the bank, or even the career that you have. It's about take it the people me. in your life, <laughs> ha- you know, love, uh, the people yep. that you're able to touch, the differences that mm-hmm. you're able to make. You know, uh, that's what's going to count. You know, not, not, any other, uh, not any of the material stuff, you know. And I understand that. Uh, you know,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
3: because of all the experiences that I've had, um, mm-hmm. I think that I have a, a deeper understanding. You know, I, I really do have a deeper understanding.
2: I don't I don't know. Complete love. Uh, love, right? I mean, that feeling, there's no house, there's no car, there's no yacht, there's no amount of money that can put, you can put a price tag on the feeling that we get doing what we're doing. That's the only way no, I can describe it.
3: I Yeah, absolutely. That's,
2: that's what I'm getting yeah. from you, too. It's that's what I tell people. Don't tell me not to do it. Go on. Yeah, I go on with my life, but I go on my life taking my lessons learned and turning it into love. I mean, to blessings, to, to peace, you know. And there's no way explaining that feeling. There's just no word to to tell people what I feel when I help others, you know. You know, people I, think I I'm making – with the books and you're an author, you don't have to deal with the books, you know, unless you get a uh, signed contract. Um I I publish with Balboa Press, Division of Hay House and uh you know, and it's on Amazon a bestseller. You know, you make like a dollar a copy unless you're on New York Times bestseller and make a million million people buy it. Yeah, that's a million dollars, a dollar a copy. So you're it's making not, a dollar there, a copy. I'm making a lot
3: I'm it, making less. Um you know are you
2: really?
3: uh, it's oh, it's yeah. well, it's not privately. Yeah, I'm it's really with a dollar. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, what I make, I have a bestseller, okay?
2: Yeah, me because...
3: too. I have a bestseller. However, uh, the money that I make doesn't even cover my expenses. And, Thank you. And, you know, it's hard for me to admit that on the air, but, yes, everybody, Josie Vargas admitting that. <laughs> it is, it's It's. Yep. not easy because most people no, think that's... that because you are an author, you're living mm-hmm. the highlights. But it's a I mean, they
2: think, oh, well, look at you. I, get, I go out now and it's like, oh, what do you think? You're a big shot. You got the radio show and you got a bestseller. And my book was out for two weeks. And my publisher didn't tell me it was already on the bestseller list in the category of the genre of cystic fibrosis. Okay, I've been number one at times. And that changes, you know, That's hourly, wonderful. especially on Amazon. That's
0: wonderful.
3: You know,
2: I mean, I'm still on. Today I'm 28. Uh, tomorrow I could be number one again. I've been one, I think, once or twice, two, a few times, three, whatever, whatever. It's not about the glory. You know what I'm saying? It's it's great mm-hmm. that people I'm getting the word out. That's more important to me. But I wanna tell the listeners, if you're gonna write a book, do it for the right reason because it ain't about the money because you ain't gonna get it.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> you, well, you know what? You I, that's not that's not true. It does it does come to some people. Um you know, yeah. if you're lucky yeah. enough to you know, get on a popular show and, and sell a lot of books. Um yeah. then but that's the only way that you will see income. It really is amazing, you know, I had a friend who asked me about what it was like being an author, and I told Mm -hmm. him the truth. I said, well, if you're in it for the money, get out. And uh, after he published his book, he called me up and he said, my God, Josie, you weren't kidding. He said, you weren't buying were you? You
2: I I still even with what I've sold because I had to take loans to buy my books and stuff. You know what I'm still paying on those? I technically haven't made a penny. I owe money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> seven years. It was my life story. Seven years of writing a book that you can read in two hours. And it was a lot of work, and it was a calling. Mm-hmm. And if they only knew. And I look at them, and I laugh. It's like, would you like to see cause it, it, the money, my, my quarterlies get deposited into my credit union, what it is? I'm lucky I can put a half a tank of gas in my car. <laughs> What I'm saying. Well, you're a bestseller. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Go ahead, write a book and see what happens. Go ahead, make the next <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. Well, you know what? It. Uh, the way I look at it is, uh, I'm completely blessed. Um, you know, I understand what what it really is about. What life is really about. And like I said to you, mm-hmm. it's not about the money. It has nope. nothing to do with the money. Uh, yep. I in my book, for *Prince in the Sand*, I have a chapter called "I Am Rich." OK, and mm-hmm. the reason I am rich is because of all the love I have in my life. You know,
0: that—that yep. that, mm-hmm. right. that is
3: what is. it you, you could have. You could have ten million dollars. I don't care how much money mm-hmm. you have. And you yep. don't have friends. You don't have people who care about you. You don't have people who love you. Guess what? You mm-hmm. have nothing.
2: Exactly. And that's what I try to tell people. I tell people that every single day of my life, it's all about the love. Capital the letters, love. It's it's complete love. guess um, is not to be feared. Don't go and do it. You know, it, when your time is up, my uncle used to say, when your number is up, it's up. Okay? doesn't mean you have to go do it. You know, say, okay, it was so great. Let's go there. Now, no, it doesn't work that way. You have to complete your job. Uh, right. to the best of your ability, and it's complete love. There is no anger. There's no hate. There's no things that we see in, you know, we, we, we acquire things, world possessions. When you're put in that box or cremated or whatever, what are you going to do with that stuff? <laughs> is that what you're all about? Eternity is love. It's not about the diamonds. It's not about the cars, you know. So hopefully that, we'll get that. Um,
3: not, not in a uh, what's what is the one thing that you and I will be able to take with us when we go to the other side? What is it?
2: Our soul, full of love.
3: No, love. love,
2: love, love, all all our that soul. love, yeah, yeah, all that love, it's amazing, love, That's the and one our soul thing... is love. Yep. Yeah,
3: love transcends death. You know, yep. love is stronger than death. Um, yep. You know, we we are not we are not the physical body. We are mm-hmm. really, you know, spirit. We are
2: the butterfly and caterpillar at that point.
3: Yeah, yeah. We are really write... You know, we're having a human experience. So yep. that love is the one thing that we will be able to take with us when we go mm-hmm. to the other side. That love is what's going to matter at the end, and that love yep. is what should matter right now, every day. The that alpha, we live, and
2: omega. In the end, it's all about love. It's all well, you know. Josie, we were going to do an hour. I'm glad you stayed on for the whole two hours. We have about four <laughs> minutes left. I'd like you to tell everyone uh, the names of all your books, where they can get them, some of okay. the uh, places to find your work, your website. So uh, you got the floor. Let us know. Okay. Let them know. All
3: uh, right. Well, uh, there is uh, visits from heaven, which is about evidential afterlife communication. Um, there's mm-hmm. Visits to Heaven, which is about near death experiences. There is um Divine Visits, which is about angelic and divine encounters. Um, there's also a, another book called Make Up Your Mind to Be Happy that you and I did not get a chance to talk about. About it's all about changing the way that you think about happiness is within us. It has nothing to do with outside Circumstances. So that's another another book. Um, you know, for more information about all of this, uh, I'd recommend everybody go to the website uh, josievarga. dot com, j o s i e varga v a r g a. dot com. And also, if anybody out there is interested, please join me on my Visits from Heaven group on Facebook. It's a wonderful group, and if you have experiences, come on and share them. We'd be happy to, you know, listen. So. Right. Um, I'm very proud of that group because uh, it gives people a forum to know that they are not
0: alone.
2: Yes, yes. And, Josie, I don't know how to thank you. Um, you're a wonderful woman. I'm so glad that we connected. It was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the Josie. Oh, well, well, thank you. You're the Josie I've been looking for for three and a half years. <laughs> I'm going <burning> to <laughs> my medium. I'm like... Made no sense. I'm like, I'm I'm walking up to people, is your name Josie? Is your name Josie? Is your name Josie? Who is this Josie? You know? Well, uh, I tell you what,
3: Peggy, uh, don't be a stranger, okay? So oh, safe. no, listen.
2: You are welcome to come on the show anytime you like. Uh, you have an open invitation. Just let me know. We'll set it up. I would be very happy to have you on again to talk more about your other books and things you're doing and your appearances and keeping my fingers crossed for your movie. Um, okay. I have a good feeling psychically about your movie coming out. <laughs> I think it's going to be phenomenal. i uh,
3: good. So, a, a TV um, show,
2: but if it ends up being a movie, that's good, too. <laughs> I'm, feeling, you know what, I'm feeling a movie. I'm, fe- I'm feeling. I've been seeing that for two days with you, so let me know if I'm wrong. Okay. Let's see how psyched I really am, okay? If it ends
3: up if it ends up being a movie, I will let you know, my friend. I will let you know.
2: Oh yeah, well, like I said, you have an open invitation. We have about one minute left to the show, and uh, we didn't get to any of our calls. Actually, the board's pretty lit up tonight. Um, hopefully, Josie will come back on, and you can we can talk to her if you wouldn't mind that, Josie. I'd love having you back on at some point. And yeah, having... any
3: any time, yeah, anytime.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have anything uh, real quickly? Like I said, we're down to one minute. Do you have any appearances uh, coming up uh, locally that people or wherever? Yeah
3: uh locally no no uh not at anytime soon because i'm doing an online course i'm doing a four week class on uh, uh rediscovering uh you know happiness it's about training okay. your mind to think positive so that's going to be offered through ALE and um, again that would be a, a four week class so i'm really mm-hmm. i'm very really excited about that so that's uh, well, that's cool. i wish you the that I'm
2: that's that's thank fantastic. You. We're about 25 seconds. Josie, again, this is Josie Varga, thanking her author and inspirational, very inspirational woman. Thank you, Josie, for joining us. This is uh, Peggy Menesi at Signs Your Loved Ones Send Us, and I want to thank all our listeners and uh, have a great week. God bless you all. Thank you, Josie. Bye bye. Bye bye now.